Well, praise the Lord. Good morning. Uh, how about morning? Oh, good morning. It's a good morning for us. The Lord has been good to us. Uh, can we uh, praise the Lord and show some love to our worship band, to our tech team? Always a, a wonderful job leading us into the presence of the Lord. I'm going to invite you to stand one more time. I like to to declare the word before I share the word. So if you have your Bible with you, whether you flip, tap, or click it, either one will work. And just kind of raise it up in the air and repeat after me. This is my Bible. Okay, a little more energy. Uh, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. It is profitable for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in right living. I will receive it into my heart. Then I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. It will make my life prosperous and successful in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe it, let's thank God for his wonderful word. You may have your seats. You may have your seat. So uh, many of you know and received the memo, and maybe others didn't, that uh, we were declaring today as uh, Superhero Day, uh, which is why you see me donning one of my favorite superheroes, Green Lantern. This is the John Stewart version of Green Lantern. Uh, John Stewart was the first African-American introduced to DC Comics. Uh, and of course, uh, I enjoyed uh, John Stewart. Um, my, my Marvel, my Marvel superhero, let's see if you can guess. Some of you I told already, so you can't respond. Pardon? Uh, not quite. One more time. A little louder. Black Panther, yeah. Yeah, I had a fit for Black Panther this morning, but I broke the, the necklace and I couldn't wear it. So just imagine that that's on too. Right? So, so whether you are a DC fan or you are a Marvel fan, um, you, you can rock it with a superhero. We've been inspired in many ways uh, by superheroes. But what I want to talk to us today is about Christ, our greatest friend, our supreme hero. Our supreme hero. And what that means uh, can mean many different things to each of us. Uh, and as we go through this time together, I'm just going to entreat you just to, to think about the things that um, my Lord and your Savior has done for us. Now, as you can see the characters that are on the screen, uh, this time is not to compare uh, these superheroes to our supreme hero, right? After all, they are fictional. Uh, but our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is real. And what he has done, he has really done. And he's really done it for you and I. So this is not a comparison, uh, but it is to help us to kind of frame our thinking about Jesus Christ, our supreme hero. Now, as I was preparing for this, easily I knew, man, this is a series. This is a series with plenty of seasons and episodes when you think about how good the Lord has been to us. How kind and loving he has been to us how he's saved us and raised us, how he's brought us and how he's taught us, how he's graced us and how he's given us his mercy that pursues after us. Uh, the scripture says, goodness and mercy follows us, according to David, all the days of our lives. Hallelujah. 
Uh, let me help you understand that a bit more. When he says it follows me, it's more of a pursuit. Mercy is pursuing you and I. In the midst of our mistakes, in the midst of our trials and tribulations, in the midst of our faults and failures, his mercy, which is everlasting, is continuing to pursue us. I'm reminded of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, which says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Can we just take a pause as we reflect about all the wonderful things our supreme hero has done for us and just give him thanks for his goodness? Come on, listen. If you need to stand to your feet, whatever you need to do to give him thanks. No, don't pity pat him. No, just let him know that he has been the one to rescue us, to save us, to redeem us, and to deliver us from even ourselves. Hallelujah. This is the week of Thanksgiving, is it not? And we all, of course, know that this is the time that we come together as a nation uh, to accentuate the moment of thanking our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to be thankful for him. But every day, every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Come on, remind someone next to you and tell them every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Uh, you may not have been convincing to them. Turn to someone else and tell them every day is a day of Thanksgiving. Yeah, there you go. Check them. Check them. It is the will of God that we express that. I want to go through a passage of scripture here and kind of unpack it a bit. Um, and uh, I don't have a clock up there, so I don't know how much time I have left. And you know what I'll do if you don't show me a clock. We'll be here to tomorrow. So give me the time that I have left so that I don't go. We want to hear our worship band come. They're going to close us out today. So let's make sure we do that. Amen, amen. All right. Here's a passage of scripture that kind of helps us to understand a bit more about this supreme hero that is our friend. Colossians 1, 15 through 18. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. In him, all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Another word, uh, interpretation of that word preeminence is supremacy, which is where we get our thought for today. Christ, our greatest friend, the supreme, our supreme hero. Hallelujah. I want to unpack this for a moment um, and just help us to understand it a little more richly, more deeply, what it might mean to you to grab from the scripture the understanding of what it is that he makes him our supreme, hallelujah, our supreme hero. Uh, the first verse here in 15 says he is the image of the invisible God, firstborn over all creation. Uh, this, this tells us if he's the image, uh, you know in the scriptures, uh, in John, it tells us, First uh, John, John chapter 1 rather, tells us that Jesus Christ was with God in the beginning. He was the word that was with God in the beginning. Uh, you recall that. And then in, in verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. Uh, that flesh that we saw of the word that was in the beginning uh, is that flesh that is the image of the invisible God. 
You might recall plenty of times and folks asked, the disciples asked Jesus to show them the Father. And he said, so, well, what, are you blind? I'm right here. I'm the image of the Father. He disrobed himself of glory and majesty and came to the earth to become like man so that man, after receiving him, could clothe himself in righteousness and become more like Jesus. Now, that sounded a whole lot more exciting than I see you responding to it. <laughs> so you and I have the opportunity to become like Christ, who is the image of the invisible God. Hallelujah. Can you imagine sinful you and me, you and I, be having the opportunity to become like the one who created us, which was his plan in the beginning? Hallelujah. Yeah, does not, I, we might not appear to be all that we should be, but thank God that we're not what we used to be. Can I get a couple of amens out of that one? Oh, by the way, for those of you who may be freshmen and you're new, uh, I'm accustomed to a little talkback crowd, right? The rest of these folks know. So uh, when you say amen and, hey, go ahead, preacher, and all that, that doesn't bother me. In fact, that helps me. It gives me energy. We're doing this, this reciprocal thing, this synergy in the room led by the Holy Spirit. So it's okay if you say amen. Amen? There we go. I should have announced that at the very beginning so you feel a little more comfortable with it. I know some of you are used to feel-back churches, and that's perfectly okay. You don't say much. You just feel it. All right. I hope you're doing both, feeling and expressing. It's all good with me. Let's go to the next verse to help us understand this. Check this out. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and, say it with me, for him. All things were created through him and for him. Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior was in the beginning creating all of these things. Listen to what Psalms 33 and 6 says. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the stars by the breath of his mouth. Listen to the majesty of this. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Hallelujah. The moon and the sun continued their activity just as they were spoken into being. They continued and have not ceased. Can you imagine this? Scientists say that if the sun were any closer, we'd be scorched. And if it were any further away, we'd be freezing. This is what it means about he creates these things in, in Psalm 33 and it stood. It doesn't change. Why? Because God is just assures his words. If he says it, it's going to happen. He's no short of his word. So what does that mean for you and I? What that means for you and I, if God has spoken something over your and my life, if he said it, it's going to happen. If he said that goodness and mercy is going to pursue you all the days of your life, you don't have to worry about that. Just receive it. If he says that grace is for you and it's the grace that saved you and it's the grace that taught you, the grace that brings you, the grace that gives you favor, you don't have to be concerned about that. It's going to happen. Amen. Now, you need to be excited about the idea of this mercy and this grace because his mercy prevents us from getting what we deserve. And his grace gives us what we don't deserve. 
Yeah, you ought to feel a little more excited about that now. Hallelujah. Because some of you are thinking about what you deserve. If you're thinking about like me, what I deserve was death, eternal separation from him. But instead, he gave me mercy. While we were yet sinners, through his loving mercy, his loving kindness, God commended his love toward us, sent his Jesus Christ to save us. Hallelujah. And then he gives us his grace that we did not deserve. We did not earn. In fact, we were there to earn just the opposite of that. But because of who he is and because of his great love for us and because he didn't quit on his plan that he could be with us throughout all eternity, he gave us mercy and saved us by grace alone. Hallelujah. Through faith alone in him, we can be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read another scripture to you. And this is out of what I referenced earlier in John chapter 1, uh, verses 3. Through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. Listen to the Hebrew writer who says this in 11.3, Hebrews 11.3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. What does that say? That tells us and reminds us of this theological term called ex nihilo, that he created something out of nothing. Hallelujah. He created something out of nothing. Why is that so important as we reference the creation and how do we apply that to us? It's because really when you think about it before Jesus, we were nothing. In fact, even now, without Christ, say it with me, we are nothing. But in him, we're everything he intends for us to be. Hallelujah. He created and called us to be something when we were nothing. God be praised for his greatness and his love toward us. He created us to be something when we are nothing, and check this out, uh, verse 17, let me flash over to that real quick because the clock is, is going by pretty quickly here. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Would you do this for me and take a deep breath and exhale one more time and exhale. Do you know why you can do that? Because of Jesus, the supreme hero, breathed the breath of life into us. And we're able to exist and consist because of his word and who he is. If there's no Jesus, there's no you and I. But thanks be to God that he is of the God who was and is and is to come. He is eternal and he is eternally for you and for I and for me. He is before all things. And what does that mean? That means that no devil, no demon, no scheme, no plot has anything over you because your Lord and my Savior is before all of that. In fact, the scripture says that he places them under his feet. Can I help you with this a little bit? This is not in the notes, but I'm going to give you this for free. 
if he is the head of the body and we're part of the body and he is before all things and in him all things consist, then if the enemy and every principality and every invisible thing is under him and we're in him, where does that make every invisible thing and every principle and spiritual wickedness in dark places, where does that put them to us? Under us. Now that was a shouting moment you all missed. That means while life is happening to us and while we're not exempt from things and trouble and trial and tribulation and even tragedy, in Christ it's all under us. See, we often think that problems are happening to us. But in Christ, we're happening to problems. Yeah, so, so, so when you're studying late night or turning in that assignment at 11.59, you have to say, oh, I'm happening to you. You might say it scared. You might say it with your knees trembling. You might say it in all kinds of ways, but you need to say it, right? I'm happening to you. I hope I get this grade. I'm happening. You have to know who's in you, particularly if your time of studying is a form of worship. Then you know you're in a body. You're in the place that you need to be so that you can be all that you can be. It wasn't just an army thing. It was about being with Jesus. Are you still with me? I just explained verse number eight. He is the head of the body. Oh, I need to tell you this piece too because this is just so cool. Jesus, would you agree, embodies everything about God. He has no lack of power because power belongs to him. He has no lack of love because God is love. He could give us in the whole world the one point, the, the seven billion that's on the earth. He can give us everything that we need in terms of his love, his faith, his grace, his mercy, and still not lose any from himself. Amen. That's powerful. Uh, his ability to heal, deliver, and set free is without limitation. And if he's the head of the body and we're part of the body, whatever's in the head flows through the body. Which means that you and I have access to everything that we need in Christ and through him. That's exciting, isn't it? Ideas uh, that we've not through, uh, come up with, the innovative mind, the creative mind of God is accessible to us through Jesus Christ. He is simply waiting on someone to be active in the body so that he can move through to do the works that he has set for us to do on the earth. Are you still with me? Uh, I have about uh, two more hours of material, but the clock is telling me I have six minutes and 30 seconds. So let me hasten to something here. I wanted to show you this. I had the opportunity to go to the DSO, if any of you are familiar with that, Detroit Symphony Orchestra, uh, and they were playing to this movie, The Black Panther. Uh, my oldest son and his girlfriend 
afforded my wife and I to go and check this out, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, something struck me while I was watching um, the orchestra warm up. And so I've got two videos here. I'm going to play this first one for you. I want you to describe very quickly what you hear, uh, and then we'll move to the second one, and then I want you to describe what you hear. Not only do I want you to describe what you hear on each one of them, but I want you to get a sense of how they make you feel. Are you with me? All right, here, check it out. All right. What you see, what you feel? Confusion, chaos, come on. Pardon? One more time. Disorderly, come on, confusion. Come on, man, this is really speaking this one. What'd you say, it sounds good. Okay, I have office hours today, by the way. I'm happy to help you. That's your campus pastor to offer you some pastoral care. Uh, he said it sounds good. Okay, all right. So you, you've described many things, and it's very chaotic, unorganized, many of the things that you've said. Check out this next one. Come and tell me how you feel now. Right? So, so describe this one. Your clap, your hand clap helped me to understand how you felt and that you appreciate it. But describe it. Amazing. Powerful. Syncopation. Oh, he's getting real specific. I like it. Are you in the music program? Okay, I figured as much. Not everybody would come up with syncopation, but, but I like it. I like it. The difference here is very obvious, isn't it? The first one is about chaos. It is, it is the orchestra warming up, tuning up. And they're just all over the place, it seems, but they're trying to tune themselves up. And what is missing between the two? What do you see missing in the first one but present in the second one? The conductor. Jesus is our supreme hero who is the conductor of our lives. And what we are without him is the first video that we saw, full of chaos, confusion, calamity, full of all of these things that we don't understand in a place that we don't want to be. But when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we receive him, not just as the superhero, but as our supreme hero, because he is the supreme one. He is the conductor that comes in to begin to organize our lives, not just organizing them anywhere, but he organizes our lives to fulfill the plan that God has given for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has taken us and given us eternal life with him through Jesus Christ, our supreme hero. 
But as you can imagine, there are so many other ways we can go with this teaching. And I want to encourage you to think more about this, even after we spend these moments together, to recall what this supreme hero who calls us his friend has done. And just like Ty Tribbett says, if he did it before, he can do it again. Same God back then, same God right now. I hear you humming it. I hear you humming it. You can hear it on me. You don't have to learn that one if you haven't already and play that one for us. Well, there are a lot of symbols that represent these superheroes that we enjoy. Right? If you're a wasp fan, if you're a wasp, any wasp fans? A wasp? Who's the wasp? Okay. All right. None for the wasp. Okay. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Raise your hand if you're Wonder Woman. I hear some whoops. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Wonder Woman. What's Wonder Woman's symbol? Outside of the W that's on her chest, what does she carry? A lasso. A la there you go. She was, she was trying to describe it. A lasso, of, a lasso of truth. Yep, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Captain American, his symbol is? The shield. There we go. Superman. The S on his chest, right? Uh, uh, Aquaman. All right, Aquaman fan. All right. Aquaman, what's his symbol? A trident. Yeah, you guys are with me now. Uh, yeah, Aquaman. A couple more. Uh, of course, Green Lantern. It got the ring, green, green Aladdin. Uh, um, storm. Okay, all right. I need to you, you, come by my office. Let's catch up on our superheroes' knowledge. Okay, uh, uh, Black Panther, or King T'Challa. What's his symbol? What does he do? Come on, Wakanda forever, man. What, what, there you go. There you go. Wakanda forever, right? So, so we have all of them that have these symbols, but to us. The cross is the symbol of our supreme hero. When we look at the cross, we're reminded of what we should have been. But it's also a reminder of what Jesus has done for us by his mercy and his grace. Come pray with me, please. Father, we thank you. As the worship team comes, we thank you for your grace, your mercy. We thank you for delivering us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. We thank you for being not just our superhero, but our supreme hero. There are some in this crowd that got into a predicament and a dilemma. They didn't have or know a way out, but you were the way maker. There are some who were stricken in their minds and not knowing where to go, what decision to make, maybe even stricken with depression or oppression, but you are the one who became the supreme hero and delivered them. You said in your word that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, our supreme hero, delivers us out of them all. We give you praise and we thank you for being our supreme hero even when we didn't deserve it, you loved us enough to be it. In Christ's name and authority we pray, amen.